Hello and welcome to the MHG podcast. If you're listening to this, we are recording this in the past, in the future, in the past. And I tell you what, before I introduce my partner, Stu, um, that was a hell of a weekend that Stu's just become my partner. Um, but before I introduce, I can't believe what happened on Monday. I can't believe that out of the casket, Princess Diana came back and told everyone she poisoned the Queen. Just, pfft, never saw that one coming, Stu. Well, I know, zombie royals, man. I don't know what's going on there. I know. And yeah, what does that do to the line of succession? I suppose it depends whose brains get at next, but yeah, it's, it's good yeah. stuff. It's exciting. I can't believe all those poor people that was in the queue checking out and they're all infected. I know. I just, oof, never saw it coming. Um, glad I wasn't there. Glad I wasn't there. Me too. Uh, yeah. But yeah, wow. Amazing. I can just, uh, yeah, um, I still have to carry on uh, blaming my insatiable hunger for brains on on uh, other factors. Uh, yeah, well, I'm just going to go and hole up in the Winchester. Yeah. And, you know. It all blows over. That'll be okay. Yeah. yeah. Something like that anyway. Um, no. Uh, yeah. As it's like, as anyone who listened last week, anyone who's only listened, who skipped last week's listening to this was like, this is a bit weird. Um, but anyone who listened last week, yeah, we're just recording both on the same day um, because Stu's on holiday um, and our only recorded day, I am travelling. So, yeah, there, there's that. So... Last week we spoke just mainly games. This week I want to talk a little bit about um, something that's reared its head again. And I want to talk a bit about representation in the media um, and why it's important again. Well, how are you, Stu, by the way? Why am I asking? I know how you are. You used last week, but tell us how you are anyway. Make something up. Uh, I'm great. How was your holiday, Stu? Ho- how was your holiday? It was amazing, yeah. Well, you know, there was the, the alien invasion thing, which was all very strange. The, the zombie, the outbreak, zombie outbreak, outbreak as well, you know, going on. <laughs> I think the worst thing was that the, the ta- Tesco was shut for a while, so I couldn't get a steak and ale bake. But, you know, apart from that, it wasn't Ooh. too bad. Oh dear, I, I, I butchered that opening, but we'll keep it in. We'll keep it in. I Why don't not? care. Um, it's part and parcel in it. Um, it's just my ADHD brain. Um, oh, by the way, before we get into the main the main subject, I've had to start my ADHD diagnosis process from scratch again because GPs are useless and the services are useless. Uh, but I scored much higher on my questionnaire this time, and I think I scared my GP when I went into my uh, appointment. How did you do that? Well, she asked me questions, um, which were meant to be simple yes/no answers, I think. Ah, I like wasn't simple yes/no answers. <laughs> well, she started asking me about depression, right? So she started asking me the depression questions, sort of like, "Oh, do you feel motivated to do stuff?" And so I went, "I haven't got depression." And she went, "Yeah, no, I've, got, I've asked you these." I went, "Okay." I was like, and this, I went, "Well, not since I've been on my depression medication." And then she's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm fine, I'm fine on that. But I'm, I wasn't fine, but I am fine now because I'm on my depression medication. I need my depression medication to do that. And you could just like almost sense her going, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> You're like, do not pass go, go direct to ADHD diagnosis. Yeah. But she said, oh, I'm definitely going to get it sent off today. And you scored very highly. <laughs> sweet. And you're like, yay. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, but uh, hopefully this time, fourth time's a third. Third time's a charm. Not um, bad. I've had more attempts. I've had more attempts at Hollow Knight than I have ADHD diagnosis attempts yet. So you know, winning. Yeah, we're still we're still in credit now. Call back to last week, five minutes ago. There you go. Um, but anyway, I want to talk about representation, Stu. 
have you seen the new uh, Little Mermaid trailer? Yes, I have. Yes. And are you thoroughly, thoroughly disgusted? Stuart? Absolutely. I'm like, why are these fake creatures not the pretend fake colour that I have made up in my mind as being the only right colour in fiction? I don't know. I can't even make a crappy argument for it. It just it's racism, isn't it? It just it just boils down to racism, <laughs> so, mate. Yeah, and we'll come to a brilliant response to that in a minute. Uh, but one of his loads of terms, she went, the only issue I've got, and I went, oh, God, where's this going? She went, the only issue I've got is why hasn't she got red hair? It's like, okay, yeah, at least you're going. It's the, I get that. You know, Ariel, the Disney Ariel for a lot of me. The original Little Mermaid wasn't actually called Ariel, just, just to point that out. That was a Disney creation. Uh, but she went, oh, it's red hair. She needs to have red hair. And I get that. That's the one thing I would say probably that is the most iconic thing about Ariel is the red hair. But yeah, you know, no no one cares what, shouldn't care what colour Ariel is. Um, and seeing some of the actual racists, like, it's not scientifically possible. I mean, what? One, how? Two, what? <laughs> I know. I just hate the whole thing. It's just, you know... Oh, the reactions are just people feel empowered to be able to react that way what what gives you the right to react that way you don't have any right you know but it's led to two of my favorite feeds i've seen on social media over the last week since its release is the one there's just been a collection of videos of young black girls i'm on about between the ages of maybe like two three years of age up to maybe their 16s or you know maybe even like you know very early adults seeing this trailer seeing the reveal of uh the but actually i'll come to my biggest issue with this trailer in a minute and the cast uh um, of this but seeing the trailer seeing the the reveal of the little mermaid i just there's tears there's joy there's like people going she's black She's black. She, 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 like, just like, someone's black. She's a princess. She's black. Disney have made a black princess. And the joy and the hope in their, in their voices is just beautiful. It's beautiful. That's why representation is important because, a, you know, a, a very large portion of society have never seen themselves in this role before i saw someone say how important it was because yes you do get black people in films and there's more black people in films than there have ever been which is which is all good but the black person is still either as the badass man um a villain the the comic relief or the sassy best friend this is the first time in something like this, like it's not the first time ever in film, etc., etc., but it's the first time in something like this that a young black woman can see themselves as the main character and the hero of that of, of a film um, like this, and it is brilliant to see. Um, and if you're upset and offended by that, and you're the sort of person that calls everyone snowflakes, got some news for you. <laughs> got some use for you i know right yeah no it's it's fantastic the whole the whole thing is great and you know disney right rightfully get a lot of stick about sort of performative wokeness because you know it is performative wokeness to a degree but the thing is is like it's it's still representation and it's still inclusion by stealth so it's like if a big company like that do it 
even no, even if their intentions aren't good, it's just to make more money. Their intentions yeah. are bad. I'm not. I'm gonna, not going to deny exactly. that. But but even if they are, it's it's that kind of rising tide raising all ships sort of thing. It's like well, other companies, are, you know, who copies Disney? Everybody copies Disney, you know. Yeah. And it's just like it's going to start bleeding into the media. And if you think it's if you if you think it's not important, then you're white, basically. You know, you're part of white supremacy <laughs> because the lack of representation of people across the whole of Western media is absolutely stunning. And just to have people go. You know, constantly. Oh, why does it have to be so woke? Why do they have to change this character to that? It's like if you even have to ask that question, you're basically an idiot, because you know it's just like even when it comes to like female representation, um, you know, you had a Buffy the Vampire Slayer series come out, and yeah, you know, it's great, and it's still one of the best uh, feminist. There's a lot of problems uh-huh. you know behind it, but. They're mostly related to Joss Whedon, who wasn't all that involved with the later series. Anyway, um, that is still one of the foremost feminist shows about women and feminine, feminine isu- feminist issues yeah. after 25 years, which is terrible. It shouldn't be. It should yeah. be so commonplace. And yeah, it's not. It's still brilliant, but it has aged. That much you will say. It has well, aged. Well, yes. Yeah. But not badly but in places it definitely has well absolutely and it's bound to it's bound to but if you think you know there's if you go oh well you know it it, it has aged that you should look at and then you're like what can i point people towards yeah. and you'd be going well you know it's like pretty little lies and a stuff that's more fringe not mainstream and if you think about that the back the big backlashes of recent years like the Ghostbusters one. Oh, it's a female cast. Mm. It's the, that was a golden opportunity for the haters because that was like it was a female cast and it was recasting people who were one thing into another thing. Um, and it was actually not a great film at all. No. It wasn't as bad as what was made out, but wasn't a great film. No, but as well, which didn't help. No, but the discount, the discourse wasn't around the quality of the no, film it didn't matter either. yeah it did not matter the quality of the film did not matter which was which is the biggest shame the film if it's, anyone who turns around to me goes oh the 2018 Ghostbusters was rubbish and you go oh why was it rubbish you know it, I felt it was poorly acted the story was 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 rubbish I felt the cinematography was bad do you know what fine you know I get that. Might not agree with you in all of it because I thought the actual cinematography and the visuals effort were <laughs> wonderful. I just didn't particularly enjoy it as much as I did the original Ghostbusters, but that's because it's a Ghostbusters property. But at no point was I going, huh, if only these were men. Yeah. Or this was ruined by women, which seemed to be the, one of the main discourse pieces as well. If that had Harold Ramis, obviously it wouldn't have. Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray and Ernie Hudson in it. It still would have been a bad film. Because it wasn't a good, well-written film. Yeah. Nothing to do with the sex or colour of the characters. Yeah, exactly. And you know, even the there was the th- you know the the bit in uh, Avengers Endgame when all the female characters get together, and that was heavily criticised. And it's like the fact that he... but that's part of Marvel lore as well, which is ridiculous. Yeah, and you know, there's, there's actual there's an actual uh, faction, isn't there, in Marvel the, uh, the the Force or something, the Super Force or Wonder Force or whatever they're called of Marvel female characters and they've got their own comic book series well, and that dates back a few years as well yeah. So, well there you go, you see, and it's just like you know, if you have to do first off, you shouldn't have to do it 
you know, is because there should be so many female characters around anyway that you don't have to, you know, kind of like illuminate them just by, you know, bringing them together and going, oh, look, we actually have female characters. But if you have to do that, it's good that you do. <laughs> and secondly, yeah. um, you know, it hopefully we'll be at a stage at some point, like when it does happen, that people won't go, oh, why are you doing that? It should just be, there's a bunch of characters on the screen, you yeah. know? So, <laughs> yeah, madness. I'm, I'm still hoping, see, that this is what I'm still hoping. And I know people will hate it when it happens, but I'm still desperately hoping we get um, in the Spider-Man universe, because I think the fourth one, Spider-Man Go Home or something it's called, or You Home, something like that, um, has just been announced. I want to see them still tap into that multiverse a little bit, and I want to see Gwen Stacy. I want to see Spider-Gwen in a Spider-Mainstream Spider-Man yeah. film. Uh, because she is like the comics, the Spider Gwen comics are amazing. Uh, they're for me still like it, take out the other, like the movement of oh, we're shoehorning women into everything is what some people think. Um, they are the best Spider Man comics I've ever read, um, and it's a story I want to see put on the big screen. Yeah, and they need to do that with Miles Morales as well. You know, yes. it's like people. Well, he. He's got Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, which is better than any Spider-Man film that's ever come before it. So we'll, we'll give him that. It's animated. Yeah, but... but if you look at it, it's kind of like everybody loves him. He's in that film, which everybody mm-hmm. loves. He's in the game, which everybody loves. But they still mm-hmm. won't put him in as a main character in one of the films. And it's just like, well, you know, you should be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, anyone, like, so quick spoiler for anyone who hasn't seen Spider-Man No Way Home. Have you seen it, Stu, before I go in? I have. Yes. It was brilliant seeing Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield and stuff like that. And whilst I thought it was really, really good to see those, I still think they could have hinted at other Spider-Men in other dimensions rather than just the ones we knew. Now, I think Sony owned the Into the Spider-Verse property. I think it could have been really cool, even as an Easter egg, just to bring in a glimpse of one of the Spideys from Into the Spider-Verse as well and test the waters that way maybe Miles Morales in that animated form yeah because if you're someone who's watching Marvel films and taking it seriously and the sort of person goes oh that's not actually possible then screw you uh, because we've had Howard the Duck in these films <laughs> so you know let, let's let's maybe not um, and just have some fun with it they're superhero films have some fucking fun with it I know I know and test see what what the reaction to Miles Morales would be. You know, if we're talking Spider first, why not the Peter Parker from the game as well? Tie it all in a little bit. Um, but you know, it, we've got a full film. They've introduced Venom, who comes from the Venom universe, because that was a post-credit scene. And so I think Venom's actually part of this film. So who knows? What could still be there? Um, but I want to see Spider-Gwen. I want to see Miles. But yeah, you're looking at Spider-Man that has the excuse because you've got like the War Spider. You've got like the various different Peter Parkers. You've got um, Spider-Man 2099, I think it is, or 2199, the future one. Um, I say you've got, but you've got Gwen Stacy as well. So you, this is the one property Marvel have where you can test the waters with all this. Um, and I want to see them do it. Uh, Brittany Bowles, Brittany Gwen Stacy, give them their own standalone films. Yeah, I 100% agree. Yeah, totally. 
I think you could easily do it, um, and and I don't think yeah. you'd over egg the pudding either. You, if you released the Gwen Stacy film, you would get so many young girls turning up to that. Yeah, um, and you'd make millions. Uh, Edith would go. We, I mean, we're already gutted because we had to delay going to see Spider Verse two uh, because that got delayed due to COVID. But she, you know, I'm going to have to buy her a use uh, Spider Gwen outfit to go <laughs> to that one because she had one to go to the premiere for that. Um, yeah. So you know, girls would go and see it. Um, boys would go and see it. Anyone would go and see it because Gwen Stacy's amazing. Yeah. But yeah, it was back to uh, the other great reaction I saw with regards to the Little Mermaid is like a bunch of basically like uh, content creators who look and sound like hillbillies essentially, or like deep South racists. Um, are absolutely brilliant. And one of them I saw was this guy, and he's, he's going, um, I want to talk about, you know, uh, the changing of characters from what their original idea was. It's disgusting, it's this, and changing their skin tone and everything. Blah, blah, blah. Going into a proper rant that sounds like a proper racist rant before they put on these glasses and goes, that's why I think the church should revert Jesus back to these brown skin days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. yeah, for everyone who's complaining, all happy with white Jesus. Um, yeah. I basically called Jesus out as a character as well, which I thought was ugh, beautiful. That is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, that whole, yeah, whitewashing of everything has been going on for, since forever. I think it's changing. I do think it's changing. It's just very slow. When you say it's changing, do you mean they're trying to get rid of us, Joe? Is that what they're trying to do? They try to get rid of all the whiteies. Oh, that's right. We're going to be the minority soon. And it's like, well, think about what you've just said. If you're saying, it, oh, no, we're going to be the minority. So what you're think immediately <laughs> thinking is that if you're in the minority, then you're treated poorly. It's not good. <laughs> yeah. Think about that for a second. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, and it's just this, 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 this whole, I hate the term war or woke. It's, um, I hate the term woke. Yes. Yeah. Uh, because it's been taken by the right to turn into something else. You know, woke. I mean, I had to relook up what the original meaning was. The original meaning is being awoken to social issues um, yeah. and accepting that, you know, we need to change or accept other people for what they are. Um, but now it's just been taken by every left, lefty woke. We've got to fight it as though it's some kind of like terrorist organization. Yeah. Um, you know, no, I just want everyone to get a fair shot. Yeah. Um, and a fair shot means us, you know, you know, white men taking a bit of a back seat for some things. Completely. Yeah. Um, you know, no one's getting rid of like Marcus Fenix isn't being like sort of like cast out for, you know, trans black homosexual like person to take over. Um, but you know he's not being pushed out for that um, you've got what is it I can't think of like Kratos isn't being pushed out so Aloy can get a game they've got their own games um, I, I, I want to reach a stage and I said to, to reach the stage that I want where the character's colour gender sexual orientation does not matter We've actually got to get over that hill where we go, actually, it does matter, but in a positive way. Um, so, you know, if we have to do, uh, I don't know, like a new game comes out and suddenly create a new third-person action-adventure game because there's not enough of them. If they create another one of those and it just so happens that the main character is a black transsexual, 
so be it. That has to happen. But if we then that means 30, 40 years down the line, hopefully quicker, a new game or whatever comes out and there's a character and you don't think about what they are, but it turns out they was a black transac- a, a black transsexual, then good. That, that means it's worked. It, it's so horrible that I want it to not matter, but you've got to bring attention to it at the same time yeah. for it not to matter. Yes, yes. You do, and and it's it's so important to have the the voices of the creators and the voices of the people who have been ignored and not and underrepresented. You know, in this, it's not that you buy somebody, you as a white man buy somebody's play, and then you put that play on and cast it with black people or whatever. You know, the the film equivalent, the TV equivalent. The thing is that you start changing things by hiring as your replacement or potential replacement, you know, an Asian woman or a black man or whomever, you know, it's that you actually consider them as equals, uh, you know, people that aren't of your same background and ethnicity and allow them to bring something else into it. And I I don't know, I just find it, it is, it, it seems as though it is on the way out. It really does. The bad, the bad times, you know, the bad times of how this, the, all this has been, perceived in the past and in the media it does feel like it's on uh, on the way out and i think partially because you know that there are events in 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 the arts that hit the mainstream that just change the conversation forever and they ripple onwards into the future and i think like the naked civil servant you know about uh quentin crisp mm. back in in the 60s or 70s had that kind of effect and I feel that Black Panther a few years ago has, has had a, a similar effect. You know, it was like black writers, black creators all the way through, as well as, as black Jeez, stars. Um, Wakanda Forever, I'm really looking yeah. to see what reaction there is. Oh, you know, not reaction, but what that does, because yeah. that's going to be, that's female-led. Because of the unfortunate passing of Chadwick Boseman, um, yeah. because of his unfortunate passing, they had to rewrite what that was. And I think they're doing it in a clever way and refocusing the film. And Black Panther, I had issues as a film, actually. You know, I don't think it was the perfect film, as some made out. But it done a lot of good in terms of what it portrayed black people as, uh, the power it gave black people. Um, and I think this will do similar, because it's now female-led as well. So, I, But I know there's going to be a horrible backlash to it at the same time. True, absolutely true. Yeah, no, I thought it was a a good Afrofuturism story with a bad Black Panther story wrapped around it. If you see what I mean. Yeah. Uh, everything I like, yeah. I, I loved loads of bits of it, um, and I'm glad that it was a massive hit. But it wasn't, you know, perfect art like you say. But you know, yeah, even the fact that I've seen a few comparatively mainstream films about about black lives since then yeah. is just you know, really astounding. Like Black Klansman and um Judas and the Black Messiah, which I saw this week this year. And there was um oh the Spike Lee one, I think it was. The Spike Jones one, sorry, the one with about the phone calls. Ah, uh, the telemarketers. Thank you for waiting. Oh yes, yeah. Yeah, oh god, yeah. That th- was thank brilliant. You. Yeah, what was it called? That one, that was really good. It was actually a film by Boots Riley called Sorry to Bother You. Uh, which, if you haven't seen it, is absolutely brilliant. Um, it's surreal. So the reason I got confused, it's super surreal. 
you know, it's it's up there with like the surrealism of like her uh, bamboozled, which is actually another powerful black film if you've not seen it. Uh, that's a really it's got uh, Damon Wayans, I think, in it. That one, um, really powerful film. Uh, but yeah, Boots Riley's uh, Sorry to Bother You is another one of those of that ilk. Give it a watch because again, I think it really it shines a light on social equality. But, show, but also shows like the difficulties of what black people suffer. But, you know, it but also shows positive lights on it. Just watch it. It's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Um, with white, the white man as well, who are getting offended at this aerial trailer and stuff like that. And, oh, we can't recast the white character, blah, blah, blah. Do you reckon these are the same sort of people that if they remade Breakfast at Tiffany's, would kick off and complain if um, if uh, Mickey Rooney was replaced, or like instead of using a white person dressing up for uh, Mister Yudioshi, um, they'd kick off because Mickey Rooney was initially white. Yeah, they'd tie themselves in knots trying to you know trying to justify having a racial stereotype in there as opposed to a, a Japanese person. And you can just see it now. They'd like they'd remove that character completely, and then they'd be like, "Oh well, you see, you're not putting Japanese characters in where they should be with real Japanese people." It's a racist character. Yeah, I know it's a racist caricature. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, they would fall, they'd tie themselves in knots trying to justify it. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's actually brilliant when you see the um, like the inner workings of like the right wing trying to do it. It's like that scene from. Um, from um, it's always sunny with uh, with Charlie with Charlie Day with all like the uh, like the uh, like the uh, feeds up on the billboard and everything trying to explain the conspiracy theory. It must be what their brains are like <laughs> every single yeah. day. Yeah, no, it's hilarious. It's it's hilarious because you know obviously the truth is extremely simple. It's I am a racist, and anything yeah. apart from that is just you know. I mean, to to be fair to the racists. Some of it is systemic racism rather than very specific yeah. racism, oh, yeah. but it's racism. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't. I, I mean, I will admit, I over the years have said racist things because I didn't know it was racist, and I've only learned it's racist as I've got older and learned. Um, no one is saying you can't make mistakes, and this is what it always boils down to. Like, if your first reaction as a white person is Oh my God! What well, they've made Ariel black? That's fine. That's fine because traditionally you've seen Ariel as a white character, so no one say you can't have a reaction to it. But if your reaction goes from "Oh, Ariel's black" to eh, "Fair enough," if that's not your reaction, then your reaction is "Oh, Ariel's black." How dare they? You know, I'm going to write to my MP about this. <laughs> that's when you've got to have a word with yourself. Um, it's you know I'm just so glad that the uh, the government petition site's down at the moment out of respect for her badge um, <laughs> that you can't actually petition because you know there would be a petition over black aerial <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah well there there isn't currently a member of parliament for Disney affairs but I, in a in a couple of hundred years doesn't stop them we could well be have you seen Idiocracy I think so, yeah that's yes. the one where about the future of the the US where it's like you know that the president is a is a wrestler and all this sort of stuff and the iqs have, have plummeted uh we just get closer and closer to it every wait day. wasn't that just the last 
wasn't that just the last five years exactly it's a documentary now basically <laughs> yeah no. um, it's like with what's going on in the uk at the moment are those a slight swerve with like the queen and the queues and the open casket or not quite open casket and everyone doing like performative sadness it's like charlie brooker must be looking at his latest script going well tear that one up there that's that's no longer a dystopian future i can write no, about is we it? are living in that dystopian future <laughs> People getting arrested for holding uh, up blank signs that we criticised Russia I know, for. because they might. Yeah, fault police. We've got minority report know, going right? on. Absolutely um, insane. It's, yeah, it's... I know, it is. But, but they, you know, if you only concentrate on those, then, yeah, that's, that, that it will bring you down. But it's just, again... This, the, the, the film's going to be crap, I'm not going to lie, by the way. The Little Mermaid remake's going to be absolute crap, because most Disney live action remakes are absolute <laughs> yeah. crap um but it doesn't matter it does not matter um we've we've got a mainstream black disney princess um which leads to uh, almost this year you say you've got wakanda forever there's there's other films coming out that i, I can't remember the titles of that i've, I've seen advertised that are you know black led and uh female led and, and, and things like that um, and the fact these are happening, like, is it, great because it shows that more people want this to happen. Because if people didn't want this to happen, in a near majority now, these would not be made because they would not make the money. Yeah, that's the important thing. If this is happening, this is happening because people, the majority of people, want it to happen. Yeah. Because um, I will tell you now. Right. Once you get the tip over the scales of most people wanting to eat vegan, meat products get less space in the supermarket. Guarantee it. Yeah, market forces, mate, in it. You know, it, it's always yeah. the case. And you're right, would they be doing this? Would you be getting She-Hulk? Would you be getting a diverse cast in Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power? Would you be getting a black Ariel in Little Mermaid if it hadn't? If the majority of people who watch this stuff weren't on board? And it's absolutely true. You're going to have the vast proportion of people either A, not caring, or B, positively cheering it on with a tiny vocal minority who are, you know, very, very loud, trying to make it look like they're the... They're the majority, and they're not. And then, unfortunately, politicians jumping on that because, you know, anger makes for good headlines and and makes for popularity. But yeah, you're right. It's totally it's totally going in the right direction. I think. But my biggest issue with the Little Mermaid film is the cast, and namely the actress of Ariel. And it's not because of her skin colour or anything like that. It's the fact that she's called Halle Bailey. And for a good half an hour, I watched that trailer after finding out the cast, wondering whether it was actually an animated film, because there's no way that Halle Berry could play a teenage mermaid. Oh, tell me about it. I'm always like that with names that are too similar. It's just like, oh my God. Like, you normally get... I thought like actors got talked out of doing that when they were... You know, when they were going to equity or whatever to get their, their card. It's like, oh, that sounds a little bit too close to, uh, you know. If you're going to call yourself, I don't know, Marlott Brohansen, that's probably a bit too close, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, honestly, I was watching it going, I was honestly reading it, the thing before the trailer, going, Halle Berry. 
It's really good stuff. It must be animated. Let's tell you, it's really good animation. <laughs> maybe it's my eyes. You know, I am like partially sighted. Maybe it's my eyes, but I tell you what, that's really, really good animation. Uh, but yeah, that's my only issue with the Little Mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, normally I wouldn't watch it because I don't watch any of these Disney live action things. Oh, I want it to do numbers. But, oh yeah, I do now. I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna even if I've got my TV on mute, I'm just gonna stick it on repeat. Yeah, do it. Yeah, I was thinking oh, I'm gonna watch it, but no, I'm gonna do what you what you suggested. <laughs> just, get the stats just up. Just yeah. Dave. Yeah, just yeah, go on, that'll do. I've got Disney Plus on my second monitor and stuff like that. Play it Sweet. on there. Um, Hey, Diff, do you want to watch Little Mermaid again? You know, yeah. it's... And then we'll watch some Wakanda Forever. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's all, like, Miss Marvel, we'll make sure we watch a load of Miss Marvel as well, because we're forgetting, actually, that's one of the most important Marvel characters. Not only is she female, she's Muslim. Yeah. Hey, you know. Honestly, uh, Disney Channel is going to become a right-wing hellhole soon. For, well, not a right-wing hellhole, a hell for the right-wingers. There we go, that's the right yeah. word. Because Disney are after all the money, and all the money is acceptance. Yep. I can't wait for the next trans superhero because one will Yay. come. I guarantee it, and I will be all over it. Excellent. And what's really good, because I pointed out, right, as a term, like, um, as someone who's non-binary, um, I still describe myself when it comes to all this as I'm a white man because um, I'm a chicken shit of a non-binary person. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still quite scared of what reactions I get. Uh, but that's because I grew up in the 80s and the 90s and it was a different world back then. I'm still terrified of what what how people perceive me. Um, hopefully that will change if I ever get ADHD medication and I can progress. But, you know, in terms of uh, general what's going on, I am a white man still. Um, and I know sort of like my opinion does count. But I would always listen to the a black person over sort of how important a black film is and stuff like that um, over what I think or you think, Stu. No offence. Um, I am very offended. It's a, <laughs> but it's um the more you see representation, and even for me, the more I hear non-binary people, the more I feel included, um, and the more I want to see, you know, a non-binary person that isn't actually more towards the female side, the female-looking side, um, because I still get a reaction of, when I say I'm non-binary, of, oh, but you don't look like a woman. It's not what non-binary is. But, unfortunately, most non-binary people in the public eye tend to be women or transitioning to women because you get some obviously some people who transition who remain with their non-binary status but you know aim more towards that like the female looking side of stuff there's not actually many male looking you know identify as non-binary um so i you know don't want to this makes it sound like i'm going ah oh, the black people and everyone else has got it easy i'm not no way near but there's not many people like me because i think for people like me to come out is very <laughs> difficult because you still look like a bloke and I'm as far from a bloke as you can get, which is which is a shame. Although, right, what's really pissed me off, right? Obviously, I came out as non-binary. Did, did I ever tell you the reason I came out as non-binary, Stu? Go on. I did not want to run in the London Marathon. Right. Right. They've now done a non-binary category in the London Marathon. Right. Oh, that's, that's that not excuse fair. is gone then. I know. I 
can't you? You know, now I've got to get fit and run in the London Marathon. Again, inclusion, brilliant. Yeah. Um, so basically, some people are up in arms because, of course, some people are up in arms. But basically, when you do your full for the London Marathon now, you can go male, female, non-binary. They've just basically added an inclusive tick box to it. Yeah. Um, so anyone can run in the London Marathon. So, you know, uh, brilliant. The more that happens on forms, the better. Um, I still say maybe not for sport because you do need that level of distinction for some sports, obviously. Um, and I get why that is. Um, but for most forms, get rid. You don't need to know. Medical forms, yes. Um, other forms, you know, my banking details do not need to know what my gender is. Does not matter. Virgin Media, don't need to know what my gender is. But, you know, add a, you know an, at least another option in there um, if you're going to have it. Um, but inclusion, again, it is absolutely brilliant. What we are definitely seeing now is that social change is happening by the fact that you saw the sellout crowds for the women's Euros. You're seeing more and more TV with with minority. I hate using the word minority, but with minority characters. We're seeing it in films. We're seeing it in games. Uh, we are seeing that social change. And again, I don't think I'll see the fruits of that in my lifetime, but I hope my kids do. I'll shut up now. <laughs> I saw a good TikTok earlier that was uh, that made me chuckle and smile. It was a, a trans man who was saying, right, so, you know, I'm a trans ally, of course, and I have trans content on my feed and things like this. And I get, I get anti-trans people come on all the time going... Oh, you know, trans is terrible. You shouldn't be. You shouldn't be looking to transition to a woman. You should stay as God intended you, and you should stay as intended, and you should stay as you are. And you know, it's it, this. This guy said, and this. So my the people who are validating me the best, because obviously you know he was assigned female at birth and is now male, presenting said these people come on to be anti-trans and what they're really doing is validating me so big thumbs up to you for that which was really nice because yeah. it's just like it just it yeah it's validation for them and it also shows the ridiculousness and hypocrisy of of being anti-trans it it, it really does and it's um it, that's brilliant because i hate the term having to pass um for but yeah it's when you're shocked that someone's trans or you get it the wrong way round, you have validated them as passing. Um, and that's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Not that, obviously, um, not that people should have to pass by any stretch of the imagination. No, no. But yeah, it's validating people in their choice, which is superb. Yeah. And I still, I say, one of my favourites is still in a trans argument on Twitter when um, someone put up a picture of JK Rowling uh, to, to say something. Um, and someone went, that's not a woman. I was like, oh, you can always tell. Always yeah. tell. Um, but um, Talking of people who are transitioning, um, I, I will shut up after this one. I have got to say, someone who is really, I wish I had their confidence, is Stephanie Sterling. They're transitioning in public in front of everybody. And they look happier. And they look good. Yeah. From yeah. what from what they were eighteen months ago to what they are now, they look good. And fair play to them. 
for 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 going with that. Very um, brave. An absolute inspiration. An absolute inspiration. Yeah, really. He's bravery in the truest sense of the word. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to get that out there just as an added as we was finishing on the trans debate. Absolutely, um, absolutely amazing person. Uh, but on that, um, I don't thank God for me. I'll shut up now. <laughs> cool. And yes, so there we are. So as usual, enjoy all of the content we have on the socials. Join our Discord chat to talk about any subject you like, including mental health if you want to. Make sure that you become a patron if you can afford it and you feel the content is good enough so probably not um big thanks to all our current patrons of course and in the meantime stay safe and stay sane <laughs>